Are you just watching Initial Reactions? Nine is produced and sponsored by D. Joseph Design from djosephdesign.com. You have a message that deserves to look great. So make your next message look or sound great by hiring D. Joseph Design from djosephdesign.com. Are you just watching Initial Reactions 9 is also brought to you by dkeendesigner.com, where you can get book design for you. So you can take your book that you've wanted to have published, you can take it, have it designed, then take it to a publisher and get it published. Isn't that cool? Check it out, dkeendesigner.com. Are you just watching Initial Reactions 9, Karate Kid? I'm Daniel Lewis. And I'm Eve Franklin. Welcome back to another episode where we share critical thinking for the entertained Christian. We saw a really cool movie. Yeah, it was. (laughs) It was actually a lot better than I was expecting it to be. Definitely. Now, I want to let you know ahead of time, if anyone is listening to this, the first few minutes will be spoiler-free. (laughs) Although there's not necessarily all that much we could spoil. Not with Karate Kid. (laughs) But still, we'll try to keep the spoilers free for the first few minutes. So anyone who hasn't seen the movie yet can listen, and then we'll let you know when to stop listening so you can go see the movie or rent it or whatever. And come back. And then then come back. Yes, please do come back. Yes, we like it when you come back. And thanks for coming back, assuming you're coming back. And thank you to all of our new people, especially if you are coming here on the Roku player, since Blueberry, one of our podcasting directories we're a member of, and they also provide our stat service, has recently listed us in the featured section for Roku players. So people who have the little Roku box or mm-hmm. will get on more and more set-top boxes and some different items like that, we're being featured on there. Wow. So anyone who's coming from there, welcome. Welcome. We're glad to have you. Stick around. Subscribe to the show over at areyoujustwatching.com. Well, <laughs> I'm probably a bit biased <laughs> because, full disclaimer here, I am a Shotokan karate black belt. Mm-hmm. And I have a thing for movies with good soundtracks. <laughs> Karate Kid Fulfills contained everything. <laughs> yes, both. It had some awesome martial arts and it had a beautiful soundtrack. Here's some of it from Karate Kid. Wow. <laughs> beautiful music. Beautiful music. And it went right along with the scenery. I tell you, the, there was some absolutely beautiful scene, scenes in this movie that mm-hmm. shows some parts of China that you wouldn't... Oh, was that a spoiler? No, it wasn't a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't think it's a spoiler. No. <laughs> 
Now, the original Karate Kid was not set in China. It was set in California, I think. Yes, uh, where the kid... And the names are different Yes, in this. Instead of Daniel, it's Dre. Mm -hmm. And instead of Mr. Miyagi... It's Mr. Han. Yeah, Mr. Han. And instead of uh, Johnny, the competitor, it's now Chang. (laughs) Very Chinese name there. (laughs) And there are some other things that I'll mention later. Some uh, They're a little bit more spoilerish, if Mm, that's possible. (laughs) But there are some other things they change. But... Entertainment value. What mm-hmm. did you think? Oh, it was a fabulous movie. I it was a little slow, but it felt it fit the kind of movie it was. It wasn't like everything in the movie was, you know, high driving action. It was there mm-hmm. were some slow parts to it. It's the movie started out a little slow, but I thought overall it fit the tone of the movie. You didn't want something like that to move really fast. Mm-hmm. It's covering a lot of time too. And like I said, I am biased. Mm -hmm. So I tried to be objective in looking at it from an entertainment perspective. But I really liked Karate Kid. Mm -hmm. I liked it a lot more than I thought I would like it. Mm -hmm. Usually remakes are never as good as the original. Because you always have this like pedestal you've already this bar you've already raised Mm -hmm. to a certain level and remakes just sometimes have a really hard time making it up to that bar this one blew the bar right out of the rack i mean it it it, the original is now going to be like oh and to see that to be fair so people know i'm trying to be unbiased Mm -hmm. just because a movie have has martial arts does not mean i'm an instant fan Mm -hmm. like i actually didn't like the original karate kid all that much Mm -hmm. it had some cool stuff and yeah the funny wax on wax off and Mm -hmm. all of that but i didn't think it was all that yay karate kid this is so cool and uh one of the things that i was i was mentioning to uh some friends after seeing the movie was that I thought it was interesting. This one actually kind of felt more true to martial arts because of the Asian content. It was Mm -hmm. like the original Karate Kid, if I remember right, and it's been a while since I've seen the original one, there wasn't as many Asian characters. It was just really Mr. Miyagi was the only Asian character. It was like even the competitors that he was up against, they were Caucasian. It was just like an all Caucasian cast. And so you didn't really feel that that connection connection with where martial arts really comes from Mm -hmm. from a cultural standpoint this movie is steeped in it because it is placed in china and you're all of the competitors are chinese except for dre now i think the actor who played jay dre Jaden Smith is mm-hmm. Will Smith's son. Mm-hmm. He did a fantastic job. He did. He was very believable, tremendous actor. And I could see Will Smith in him. Mm-hmm. Some of the same facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just there are certain times it's like watching a miniature from Will Smith. Except for he has a lot big shoes to grow up into. Yeah. <laughs> but I think he's going to have a really good future in mm-hmm. not only acting, but possibly martial arts films. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Jason Statham had such a great future in action movies with his martial arts background. Mm-hmm. I think he's kind of destroyed that in recent (laughs) years with some of his selections of what movies he's acted in. But uh, Jaden Smith could really pick that up. And now the other side of that, Jackie Chan, (laughs) who played Mr. Han. Jackie Chan's movies. Pick one word to describe Jackie Chan's movies. Funny. Funny. Okay. Uh I would say silly. (laughs) Most of Jackie Chan's movies. And he does it on purpose. Yeah. It's not like he's silly, not on purpose. He does it on purpose. Right. 
most of his movies are silly. Mm-hmm. This one, it wasn't ultra serious. It still had mm-hmm. plenty of humor in it. Right. But it was much more real and not just like being silly. Mm-hmm. But when it was funny, it was meant to be funny. There were serious times. And his character was a very serious character. Yes. I mean, very serious character. There was not, I mean, it wasn't your typical Jackie Chan by any means. I think there was only one scene in the movie that was typical Jackie Chan, and mm-hmm. that was the one fight scene where Jackie Chan was fighting, <laughs> and he had to grab, well, I won't say anything because yeah. that'll be a spoiler. But yeah, it was it was just amazing that, that to see that side of Jackie Chan, because you don't, usually don't get to see him being serious and sober and drunk and well i've seen you just seen him drunk but not a sober drunk he's usually a wacky drunk (laughs) yeah like uh monkey kung fu or drunken monkey i can't remember the name of it some one of his early movies but it's also funny that for a movie that stars jackie chan Mm -hmm. he wasn't in like the first half an hour or so but just Mm -hmm. barely in it well you know he's really more of a supporting actor because the story was really more about about um dre yeah. And Will Smith was one of the producers mm-hmm. and directors. Yes. I think I think he's very being very careful with what he does with his son and I think that's a, being a good father, you mm-hmm. know, making sure that not only are they very careful about what roles they put him in but they're there when he's in those roles so that he's not left alone with other people influencing him and stuff. Yeah. All right, so that concludes the spoiler-free <laughs> section. If you haven't seen the movie, I think we'd both give it Thumbs up. Thumbs up, definitely. And it's a lot of fun. Very clean movie. And actually, I was thinking, this is just a great family movie. Mm -hmm. Because it has a lot of positive reinforcing values in Mm -hmm. it, some good lessons. And I know some Christian families will struggle with the martial arts aspect. Not just the martial arts, but the the Asian philosophies that are in there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we'll talk more about it in a bit. But if you want to check out some of my perspectives of a Christian in martial arts, then I recommend you head over to Compassion365.com. This is a project led by John Wilkerson of the Jesus Geek over at JesusGeek.info. He interviewed me, split it up into multiple parts for his podcast, and we talked, because he's in Taekwondo, Mm -hmm. we talked about being Christians in martial arts. So if you want a really thorough discussion on that between two Christian martial artists, I recommend go there. But we'll mention some more there. All right. So now we're done with the spoiler-free stuff. (laughs) So from here on out, spoilers contained Uh, herein. Yes. Go watch the movie now. (laughs) Okay. Did you watch it? Okay. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Daniel (laughs) Luton. No, 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 no. Let's not go through all that again, please. So let's see. The first thing that stood out to me is how they portrayed the family relationship. Mm -hmm. Dre's father had died. Right. We see that right off at the beginning. Mm -hmm. We we see Dre looking at these major milestones in his life. We see his dad died Mm -hmm. a couple years earlier, or a few years earlier, it seemed. And then they're moving to China. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of appreciate that they did it that way. Mm -hmm. In that there was no father that was divorced or estranged or anything like that or or, yeah some silly dad or anything like that Mm -hmm. it was obvious that there the family relationships seemed strong and they were deeply hurt by the loss of dre's dad right so i i really respect that when a movie portrays the family well Mm -hmm. 
and the and then it portrays you know just this the standard nature of how children react to their their parents and one of the things that I actually the very first thing that I wrote down was Dre's disrespect for his mother and and it shows in little ways um like and 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 you know and it's not like it's something horrible cuz the way they present it it's just the typical behavior of a 12-year-old with his mom yeah. and he's testing his boundaries and seeing how far she's willing to be pushed and uh one of the major scenes right at the beginning is when he uh walks in the door of their apartment in China right off the bat and drops his jacket on the floor. And she's like, you know, you need to hang that up. And he's like, didn't want to do it. And and that, of course, becomes a very important theme for that jacket. <laughs> becomes very important in the rest of the movie. And he thinks that Mr. Han is trying to teach him a lesson about respecting his mom. Mm-hmm. And it turns into a totally different lesson. But that lesson is there, too, because he wasn't respecting his mother. Right. That's that's why he came up with it. Mm-hmm. And I liked that, too, because here's a character reinforcing that Dre needs to be respecting his mom and obeying mm-hmm. his mom. And yet using that as a teaching thing, too. In the original Karate Kid, it was wax on, wax off, yeah, paint, paint the fence, fence and, and uh, uh, sand the deck or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. And and this, it was jacket on, jacket, jacket off. off. Jacket on the ground, put the jacket up, take the jacket <laughs> yeah. down. I was waiting, though, for somewhere in there to say, for them to say, jacket on the ground, jacket on the ground, looking like a fool with your jacket on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I have beaten that joke to death. Uh. But the the jacket thing reminded me of some scripture in... Not only the Ten Commandments is it mentioned, honor your father and your mother, but it's quoted in the New Testament. Paul quoted the Ten Commandments in the New Testament in Ephesians 6. He said, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. It's important for children not just to obey their parents, Mm -hmm. but to honor their parents. What I point out to people is, and teenagers and such, is there is a difference between obedience and honoring. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Scripture places no age limit on honoring your parents. Mm -hmm. In fact, when the Ten Commandments were given... It's not like, hey, here are all the commandments. These nine commandments are for you adults. Oh, and this commandment is for you kids. Right. But no, it's all All for for kids and all for adults. Mm -hmm. Honor your father and your mother. Ephesians goes further by saying, children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. And then honor your father and your mother. Mm -hmm. The reason I'm saying there's a distinction is later on in life, obviously, we're we don't go to our parents to receive commands. Mm-hmm. We end up making our own decisions as we become responsible and have our own families. Like, it's not for me someday when I have kids, it's not for me to ask my parents what they command me to do. Mm-hmm. But I can honor them still by asking their opinion or asking, mm-hmm. why did you raise me this way? Or why did you do this with me? And understanding them and honoring them. And I like that. 
in Karate Kid, they reinforce that idea of honor your father and your mother, Mm -hmm. not just by showing the relationship and the struggle with your relationship, but even how Mr. Han was teaching Dre. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Jack it on, jack it off. (laughs) There was a scene later, though, with the car. Mm-hmm. And when I saw Mr. Han waxing the car, I was waiting for it. Like, I was just waiting. Is he going to say wax on, <laughs> wax, wax off? <laughs> is he going to? Is he going to? No, he didn't. Jacket on, jacket off is the new wax on, wax That's off. Yeah. I, as a martial artist, immediately saw what well, he, he was, was doing. Learning. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because there is a kata that I do that has... A couple of those similar motions, mm-hmm. even though I'm in a different style, style of martial right. arts. Yeah, and I like the fact that he's he was getting a little bit uh, tired of doing it over and over again, and so he kind of was just you know slacking off and doing it. And and Mr. Han came back out and said, "Do it with attitude. Yeah, something's missing. <laughs> something's missing. <laughs> the attitude. attitude. You have to do it with attitude." <laughs> and then that comes back later <laughs> in the competition. He's got this smiley face when he's punching this kid. It's like face. <laughs> What's that with the face? <laughs> oh, you know, I, I just want to interrupt our discussion of that because um, one of the first things you see and they make a big deal about is they're moving to China and they're showing all of these good things about China. You know, the this the new Olympic Village and and it looks like the schools are really nice and everything. Did you kind of get a feel that they were kind of pushing? You know, socialist China is a great place to live. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like a, it was almost like an advertisement for this is this is the ideal place to live. And there was even a spot where Dre was wearing a red star, Chinese mm-hmm. red star. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I, I just, I, I kind of got that feeling. You know, I, I, that they were just kind of really subtly trying to push. You know, this is this is not the China you think China is. This is a beautiful China. It's a great place to live. People get have time to just go out and play in the parks all day. Did you catch that? <laughs> yeah. Um, from what I understand, people in China work very long, hard hours. They don't have a standard nine to five day. They mm. they have very long work days. So I don't know where all how those all those people had the time to be out in the park playing, but. I don't think that's the typical workday for Chinese. <laughs> well, I, it depends on what class, because mm-hmm. China is, I think, even more segregated into classes mm-hmm. than America is. Well, they're socialist classes. Yes. The, the haves and the have-nots. <laughs> yeah, like the working class or the, mm-hmm. the whatever. It's more than just white-collar, blue-collar mm-hmm. in America, but right. much more divided, I think, in China. And I could be wrong on that. I've never been to China. Yeah. I have friends who have been to China. I, yeah, I have friends who have been to China. That. I have an uncle living in China. Oh. But yeah, you're right. They they definitely did. Now, I thought something funny that could be flipped the other way. When they arrive in China, Dre makes friends quickly with this one boy, and the boy mm-hmm. asks him, do you know any Chinese? And Dre is like, no. nope. And the boy says, this is China. Wouldn't hurt. (laughs) Flip that to Mm -hmm. English English and America. America. Yes. Yes. We have a lot of people who come here who don't bother to learn the language. This is America. It wouldn't hurt if you learned Americanese. (laughs) American English. Yeah. Yes. 
And Mr. Han was eating ramen noodles the first time we see him. Or some kind of noodles. It wasn't necessarily ramen. Yeah, but they look like ramen noodles. <laughs> they but, eat a lot of noodles in China. And if you like ramen noodles, then check out theramennoodle.com. <laughs> I saw a blog coming. <laughs> well, the, the next thing that I wrote down, uh, the beginning of the movie, there wasn't really a lot that I took notes on, but they, he goes to this kung fu school and the uh, translation of what they were teaching the boys there kind of obviously was supposed to catch your eye. Mm-hmm. It, he was yelling at the boys, no weakness, no pain, no mercy. And and this is uh, eventually contrasted by what uh, Mr. Han tells Dre Kung Fu is all about. And uh, later on when Mr. Han rescues Dre from these six ganging up on him, where there is, I will add, the one Jackie Chan true-to-form funny fight scene yeah. where he's using the shirt and wrapping everybody up in it. Never makes a punch himself, but yeah. uses everyone Who against else everyone, everyone else. else yes. um, he said that the best fights are the ones you avoid. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the martial arts training that uh, Daniel has, but I have taken some self-defense classes. And I know that one of the things they tell you is is that you don't learn martial arts so you can go out and be the big, you know, come fight me kind of person on the street. You learn it so that you can learn the attitude that keeps you out of fights, not necessarily, you know, where you're going to go looking for a fight. Right. You're going to keep yourself out of fights because of your knowledge and... Um, of course, for self-defense, that's even more important to stay out of fights. Mm. <laughs> but um, that was an interesting comment that he made. Um, and then yeah, on on that, that's very similar to what I learned in my dojo. I'm really blessed to go to a Christian dojo mm-hmm. where the senseis are all Christians, and they really reinforce positive teaching in that mm-hmm. and saying, "We really hope you never have to use these techniques." Mm-hmm. But one of the things I consider in it is if I have to use this technique, someone's going to be damaged, not just hurt. They're going to be damaged, <laughs> broken bones, mm-hmm. whatever. And I'd rather not damage anyone. Right. But if someone I'm with is in danger, then mm-hmm. watch out. Right. Right. You, 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 will, you do know how to defend yourself and the people you love, which is good. Followed quickly from that statement was the statement, Kung Fu is knowledge or defense, and it is used to make peace in, with your enemy. Yeah, not to make war. Not, not to make war. And that made me think of Matthew five forty three through 44, where Jesus was in his, on his Sermon on the Mount, he was said, You have heard that it is said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. It's an attitude towards the people that are against you that you have this attitude in Christ mm-hmm. that you really have no true enemy. There are, there are people who are against God, but you should love them anyway, because we can't fight them into the kingdom, but we can love them into the kingdom. Yeah. And going back to uh, no weakness, no pain, no mercy, it's made obvious in here from just the way that they record Karate Kid that that is a negative look on martial arts. No weakness, Mm -hmm. no pain, no mercy. And the original 
Karate Kid was also that same way. Pretty mm-hmm. much the storylines are almost the same. Right. Just That's why we said setting. it's really hard to spoil yeah. this movie, because if you saw the original Karate Kid, you know what's going to happen yeah. in this one. And in the original one, there was the Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. And I really wonder if any of the Chinese characters in that dojo translated to Cobra or Cobra Kai or anything mm-hmm. like that. That would have been funny to see that. Maybe some little... Mm-hmm. hidden thing that they put in there but the idea of using martial arts specifically to make war mm-hmm. is not what martial arts were created for mm-hmm. is not how most senseis are teaching it mm-hmm. it is more the idea there are two forms of understanding for martial arts and this is just my summary of it not mm-hmm. n- not everyone teaches that there are these two forms but there are forms of martial arts for or there are there's a concept of martial arts for peace inward peace physical peace exercise mm-hmm. and such that's where you get into some of the eastern religion that has been added to martial arts martial arts existed long before eastern religion or before Eastern religion really took it over. And then there's the idea of martial arts for practical use, of mm-hmm. protection for, well, for exercise there too. Mm-hmm. And it's that latter that I use it for, mm-hmm. is I take martial arts because I want to be able to protect those I'm with, protect myself mm-hmm. so that I can come home to my future wife mm-hmm. someday. And so that... Yeah, sure, the exercise is great, too. I don't really feel like I need exercise, but it is a great way mm-hmm. to exercise as well. And it certainly taught me physical endurance and taught me not just no weakness, mm-hmm. but in my dojo, we have this thing. We say pain is weakness leaving the body. <laughs> and it's usually the simplest things that we're doing when my sensei reminds me of that. Like, we have some things where we'll just stay in a stance mm-hmm. for... When I was on the competition team, I have competed before, and I am a national gold medalist in karate as well. And when we were on the competition team, I was on it. We had to go the extra steps in conditioning and training and such. And so we would just hold a stance against a wall for up to 10 minutes or longer. Mm -hmm. And all of us would be sweating profusely. Our Mm -hmm. muscles would be shaking profusely. And no one's punching us. Mm -hmm. No one's forcing us to do it. It's not abusive or anything, but it hurts. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. it's, an extreme level of discomfort. And those were the times (laughs) when my sensei would always choose to point out to us that pain is merely weakness leaving the body. Hmm. And even Paul talks about exercising our bodies. In 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 8, or excuse me, chapter 9, starting in verse 24, it says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath but we an imperishable wreath. Therefore, I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way as not beating the air, but I discipline my body and I make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. I think it's important from a scriptural standpoint to exercise, to Mm -hmm. keep our bodies fit, 
to be strong, exercised, so that others cannot say, well, why should I take care of my body as a temple of the Holy Spirit? Look, you're not taking care of yours kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Or so that it is of no offense or no detraction or distraction from the gospel. And yes, I know there are health issues too that Mm -hmm. some people just aren't able to. And because of the effects of sin on our bodies, generational sin, that is not just Mm -hmm. personal sin, but generational sin. And yes, some bad decisions too here and there, but still just the effects of sin on our bodies means that our bodies can't stay fit as well as God originally designed them to be because we live in a corruptible world from a 6,000 year old curse of sin. And that's why we have to exercise so much more these days and what we're eating and lifestyle decisions and the fact that our bodies are decaying much easier than they used to. But Paul teaches that exercise is also Mm self-control. It's not just no weakness, no pain, no mercy. It's rather the opposite. It's Mm -hmm. not about no weakness. It's about strength. Mm -hmm. It's not about no pain. It's about pursuing the prize. And endurance. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's not about no mercy. It's about obtaining a higher calling to run the race of God Mm -hmm. and encourage others to run the race with you. That same passage of 1 Corinthians 9, Paul is speaking about, to the Jews I become as a Jew, so that I might win Jews to those who are under the law. He's talking about ministering to others, preaching the gospel. So it's not no mercy, it's extending Mm -hmm. mercy. It's really quite the opposite. Oh yeah, everything is opposite. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, as long as I'm on it, talking about martial arts and exercise and such, I'll just mention this one other thing, and then I want you to look over at Compassion365.com. We'll have the links because it was split into four parts, my interview with John Wilkerson. Psalm 144, verse 1, the psalmist shepherd and King David, who is called a man after God's own heart, said, Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Karate, that's the American pronunciation of karate, Mm -hmm. is a form, a combination of two basic words, kara or kara, which means the way of, and te, which means hand or empty hand. Mm -hmm. So karate or karate is the way of empty hand. Karate is generally and traditionally without weapons. Mm -hmm. And I like that scripture actually says, trains my hands for war. Mm-hmm. David knew hand-to-hand combat. He knew karate. Martial arts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, martial arts. And he said that God taught him, or God trained his hands for war and his fingers for battle, and David was a warrior. Now, that's actually why God didn't let him build the temple. Mm-hmm. Is because his hands were stained with blood. Yeah. yeah. But Scripture also teaches especially for the men, the responsibility of men to provide for their families. Mm-hmm. And I believe strongly that part of that responsibility to provide is to provide protection, mm-hmm. not just food and clothing and shelter, but protection. Mm-hmm. I know many Christians out there are thinking, well, I just pray for protection every day, and I am not at all diminishing the power of prayer and of God's protection. But just because we pray for something and believe God will provide doesn't mean we need to negate our responsibility. 
mm-hmm. for it. I mean, I could pray and pray, God, please pay off my mortgage, <laughs> but he's not going to pay it off. Now, he might, sure, send someone along to give me a gift that can contribute toward it, but I have a responsibility to work to make money and pay off my mortgage. If you have a mortgage. Yeah, if I have a mortgage, which unfortunately I do. We both do. The borrower is servant to the lender. I hate being a servant to my well, lender. Let's, let's get back to the movie because yeah. we have a lot to so cover. And check out, um, we'll link to those discussions in the show notes over at, the show notes will be at areyoujustwatching.com slash podcast slash IR9. Okay. All right. Back to your regularly <laughs> scheduled show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to, back on the Kung Fu thing, there were several things that Mr. Han said about Kung Fu. And the next one that, that I wrote down was Kung Fu is in everything we do. It's in how we put on a jacket. It's in how we take off a jacket. It's in how we treat people. Everything is Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. And obviously we're getting into some of the Eastern religions at this point. That It's it's not just a way of life. It's it somehow spiritual meaning beyond that. But I, I thought of the scripture Galatians 5, 22 through 23, speaking of the fruit of the Spirit, because we have as Christians... We have something inside of us that really is about everything we do. It's about how we dress and how we treat people and how we work and everything that we do. That spirit that we have through Christ should be shining through us. And this, this is, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no law. That's Galatians 5, 22 through 23. And that just, his his reference to kung fu as being this ingredient in your life that that you know controls so much of you, I, to me it just seemed like it it would be better off if it were the Holy Spirit in your life. <laughs> yeah. And later on, they talk about the idea of chi, mm-hmm. which is being an essence of life. Yeah, the concept of this energy that we have in our bodies. And more than just an electrical energy, because our bodies do have an energy, and there are ways to in a sense, channel the energy, but not in the way that they convey it, but Mm -hmm. in a sense of you're stronger in certain positions than other. Mm -hmm. Like you can sing better standing up than sitting down. Right. That kind of thing. That's what I mean by just, there are certain things about your body that work better in certain positions. And many of the martial arts seek to find those positions. Mm -hmm. But this idea of Kung Fu is everything and this chi in you, you have to bring it out and connect with the world around you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, the one martial art that I've always wanted to get into is Tai Chi. And uh, they actually showed some Tai Chi in the movie. There, there mm. was a scene where there was a group of people doing Tai Chi, which I understand is it's a fitness in China. A lot of people do it. But um, that's why I would like to get into this from the fitness standpoint. They say it helps you improve your balance and prevent falls and that kind of stuff. But the problem with Tai Chi is it's really hard to find a class that teaches Tai Chi that doesn't teach all of the Eastern oh, yeah. you know, junk that comes with it. And even your Christian dojo, I asked the sensei about it, and he said that he the only reason they don't offer Tai Chi is because they can't find a Christian instructor. Mm-hmm. And... You know, he says, if we ever find one, we'll offer it, which I'm, I'd be first to sign up for the class because I really want to take it when it doesn't isn't steeped with all of that nasty yeah. stuff. But and it's well, I've already talked about that. Yeah. 
There was another scene in the movie where they they climb this mountain uh, to drink out of the dragon well. And uh, when they get all the way up there, uh, Mr. Han uh, tells Dre that if you drink from this well, or many believe if you drink this well from this well, you will never be defeated. And, of course, the first thing that popped into my head was the story of of Jesus, uh, the account of Jesus. I shouldn't use the word story. (laughs) The account of Jesus talking to the Samaritan at the well. And he had this conversation with her about drinking water. And he he said, and this is John four thirteen through 14, Jesus answered and said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst, but the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. And of course, he's, he's speaking of, of eternal salvation there and eternal life. And the the woman at the well didn't quite understand what he was talking about, but um, she she was like, give me this water that I can drink from it because I don't want to have to keep coming to this well every day. Mm-hmm. She she missed the she missed the spiritual application there, but um, that that was the first thing that jumped into my head with that whole uh, dragon well. I like what Dre did. His his. He's like, just put his whole face down in it. (laughs) And he's like, oh, that's the best water I've ever tasted. But it reminded me of something very similar in Scripture. Mm -hmm. During the Passover feast with the disciples Mm -hmm. in the upper room, Jesus became a servant Mm -hmm. and washed the feet of the disciples. And when he came to Peter, (laughs) ready, fire, aim, Peter, (laughs) he said... uh, Ready, aim, uh, fire, you meant? Yeah. Ready. No, Peter was ready, fire, aim. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot first, think later. Because just, you know, that's the way Peter was. He was yeah. so gung-ho about everything. And in, in John 13, verse 6, it says, So he, Jesus, came to Simon Peter. He said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I do, you do not realize now, but you will understand hereafter. Peter said to him, Never shall you wash my feet. Because, of course, Peter was thinking, Dear Jesus, you're the Son of God. You shouldn't be washing my feet. I should Mm -hmm. be washing yours. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, then wash not only my feet, but my hands and my head. And he's just saying, give me a whole bath then if if this is what it needs. And then Jesus goes on to explain that it's more than just the water. It's being clean by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And there was a yin-yang, of course, in the dragon well. And Mm -hmm. yin-yangs appear all throughout. And the concept of that balance of life and life energy and all of that Mm -hmm. is, of course, in this because that pretty much happens anytime you have a martial arts movie. Mm -hmm. Right. And and to some extent, I don't think of yin-yang as as much as a religious philosophy because it is kind of a... It's it's a study of opposites. It's like you can't have dry without wet. You can't have light without dark. And and that does exist in 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 nate. I mean, in the world around us, there's nothing that's necessarily anti-Christian about that concept. But um, I think it's interesting that one is always the absence of the other. Mm-hmm. Darkness is an absence of light. Dry is the absence of wet. There's there's just a very interesting when you study opposites like that. It's very interesting. Now around that same time. There was this spot where Dre saw this woman 
doing something with a cobra. Mm-hmm. And they talked about that a little bit. And Mr. Han said, being still and doing nothing are, <laughs> are two, two different, different things. things. Yes, I had written that down too. Very, very cool statement. And I think that works really well as well when we're told in Scripture to peace, be still, or mm-hmm. wait on the Lord. I actually wrote down Psalm 46.10, and this is in the New King James Version. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Mm-hmm. That's just, it's one of my favorite passages because it, it just reminds us that no matter what we're doing, we can be busy doing. I mean, it's like Mary and Martha. You know, one was busy doing and the other one was sitting at Jesus' feet listening and just absorbing his teaching. And I think that we have to remember sometimes you just have to stop and let God be God. Be still. Mm-hmm. I read a great book by Andrew Murray Mm -hmm. titled simply Wait on the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it went through scripture talking about all of the different references of waiting on the Lord and what that meant. Mm -hmm. And overall, the idea is not just sitting at home in your prayer closet, praying all day and just waiting all day for Mm -hmm. God. Just like in the movie, they said being still and doing nothing are two different things. Mm -hmm. Waiting on God and doing nothing are two different different things. things. Right. And I think that connects, not because this idea of all religions are the same or anything. No, all religions are certainly (laughs) not the same. But there is this, we believe that the Bible is the inerrant word of God and that it is also a history book. Mm -hmm. And that Christianity, or following the biblical God, because it hasn't always been Christianity, but following the biblical God has is the oldest religion and so any other religion has come of it ends up borrowing some type mm-hmm. of concept from the biblical god mm-hmm. and this is one of those concepts that's being borrowed i think really from mm-hmm. scripture and from the biblical god mm-hmm. and then there's a good line well, later on, they, they added a section to this. I, it was, yeah, they, well, they changed how it was. Because in the original Karate Kid, Mr. Miyagi did once have a wife, I think a son. I could be wrong there, but I'm thinking that's what it was. There was a tragedy in his past. Yeah. And as well for Mr. Han, Mr. Han in here, mm-hmm. there's a point where at first it looks like he's just drunk and he goes ballistic and on his up, car it beats up this car yeah yeah because it actually shows the alcohol and i had written down this note that just kind of conveyed that it was a negative look on alcohol right even that yeah. he was intoxicated because of the alcohol and therefore he was mm-hmm. destroying stuff and we learned that he had this terrible loss in his life and every year he rebuilt the car and then he destroys then it on destroys the anniversary it. of the crash that killed his family yeah and he says, he says, uh, every year I fix the car, and still there is nothing. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I wrote that down because I was thinking, it's like, there really isn't any recovery from grief. If you're living in a society with, with a worldview that like, this is all there is, and there's no afterlife, that there's no God who cares, that there's no eternal life, that there's no um, redemption from sin then you can keep rebuilding that car, but there's still 
there's nothing. Mm-hmm. There, there is no recovery from that grief. There's no, that's the hopelessness that so many people in our world are caught up in. And knowing people who have recently lost loved ones and how they deal with that grief by knowing that that loved one is waiting for them in heaven is, is just a, a really great reminder that we have just a tremendous hope that we need to be sharing with people who don't have it. Because mm-hmm. when they suffer those kind of losses in their life, they are so lost in a black hole of grief. And they have no hope to bring pull them out of it. It's really sad. Mm-hmm. I have also had uh, some major times of grief and mm-hmm. depression in my life, but I have learned so much from that. And as terrible and painful as it was back then, mm-hmm. I am so grateful that it happened now mm-hmm. because I can now look completely on the other side of it all. I can now look back and just praise God mm-hmm. for not only what he saved me from or how he redirected my life, but what I've learned from that. And that's not to say that God sent me through that grief, mm-hmm. but that because I ran to God, God used that grief as an opportunity to make me stronger. Mm-hmm. And in Karate Kid, they say a line that life will knock us down, but we can choose whether to get back up. Mm-hmm. It reminds me also of uh, from Batman Begins, where the father asks Bruce, Bruce, why do we fall down? So we can learn to pick ourselves back up. Mm-hmm. And we quote that often in karate class, but this will be another one we'll learn. And it Scripture says in Proverbs, I didn't look up this passage, but a just man falls seven times and picks himself back up again. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that we see, too, in this movie is Dre helps Mr. Han get through his grief, get through by showing him life goes on mm-hmm. and I need you. Right. And at first it almost seemed like I was wondering how they were going to twist it because I was thinking it could almost seem selfish. Like, come on, I need you to train me. Mm-hmm. But no, he was teaching him. He was using, I'm not sure if you caught the symbolism, but he was using the sticks mm-hmm. where this, that quote I just said, life will knock us down, but we can choose whether to get back up and about controlling our own. The only thing we can control is ourselves. Mm-hmm. That was mentioned when they'd gone up to visit the Dragon Well, and Mm -hmm. they were training afterward. That was when they used these sticks and tied the sticks to Dre's hands, so he could just barely move, or he had to learn how to control his own body. Mm -hmm. Those sticks then Dre used later with Mr. Han, and I think it made a nice subtle connection between the only thing we can really control is ourselves. Mm -hmm. And... Again, going back to that line, life will knock us down, but we can choose whether to get back up. I do think that there is a a subtle humanistic philosophy being interpreted there. That it yeah. that we we have to be careful when when we're saying that we pick ourselves back up as as human beings lost in sin, there is a limit to how much we can pick ourselves up. Right. As the sufficiency of ourselves it, to help ourselves is is not all there. We need God. Mm-hmm. There is 
a, a point where I think it's like what what is it the the poem about the the footprints in the sand where it talks yes. about the the person walking along. He says, "I look back and I only see one's one set of footprints." When when did you leave me, Lord? And the Lord says, "You know that was when I was carrying you." Mm-hmm. And I think that that. That is a you know when you when you get too in much into this we pick ourselves up we do it for ourselves it's we are self sufficient we decide if we're going to let life get us down or whatever we have to be very careful with that because we can't do it on our own we mm. really can't we have to have God and that's why Scripture tells us fellowship of the believers or don't forsake the assembling of yourselves and mm-hmm. teaches accountability and confessing our sins to mm-hmm. one another and right. praying with each other, rejoicing with those who rejoice, weeping with those who weep. And all of this that teaches that Christianity is not a solo. No, no. It's it's a team it's, effort. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. Because it takes, and scripture even says that. It says, uh, oh, I can't remember the reference. <laughs> I think it's Ecclesiastes. That um, when a man falls down, I'm but this is definitely a paraphrase. That when a man falls down, he has friends to pick him up again. Mm-hmm. But pity the man who falls and has no one to pick him up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is really that. And that's what Mister Han was like for all of those years, all of those anniversaries. Is he was by himself? Yeah, he had no one to help no him one to out, pick him up. And Dre it was turns into the person who who saves him from mm-hmm. his grief in a way. Um, the last thing that I wrote down was during the tournament at the end. Um, Dre makes a comment because he's hurt and he wants to go back in for the fi- for the final round, but he's hurt. And Mister Han doesn't want him to. He doesn't want to watch him get hurt anymore. He's like, I just want. I can't watch you be hurt anymore. And he's like, I have to do this because I'm still scared and I don't want to be scared anymore. And I got to thinking about that whole uh, topic of fear and what scares us. And, uh, of course, the very first thing that comes to anybody's mind, if they're familiar with Scripture, is is Psalm 23. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Um, I think that but it also says several times in throughout Scripture, uh, fear the Lord. Fear the Lord. Mm-hmm. It says it all the time, fear the Lord. But there is a difference between being afraid and a healthy fear. And I think that sometimes we, we're supposed to have a healthy fear of things that require us to have the healthy respect. It's almost not, it's not being afraid, it's having respect for. And um, I think in this case, obviously, Dre is, is wanting to face his fears about being bullied. And he wants to know that he can stand up for himself. But we also, like I said, I wanted to return to that theme of we can't do it on our own. We we need God. It's not enough to just face our fears. Sometimes the fears, there's a reason why we're afraid, because it's not something we can handle on our own. We need help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much uh, my exact same thoughts as well. It was a really good movie, though. Yeah, I... I definitely want to see it again. Mm-hmm. I'm. I may actually go back to the theater and see it. I. I really liked it, and mm-hmm. the people that were watching it with us—they were really getting into yeah, it. Yeah, they were clapping the and yeah. cheering during mm-hmm. the tournament, and I just thought that's awesome. And the last move mm-hmm. that Dre does in order to win the match—spoiler. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. Um, By the way, he wins. <laughs> the last move that he does in the traditional. 
well, there were so many things that were funny uh, crossovers. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it was the crane move in, in the original. Yeah, but instead of the bad sensei saying, sweep the leg, uh-huh. Johnny, the, the classic line, uh-huh. um, he said, break the leg, uh-huh. <laughs> break his leg. And in Karate Kid, the original, he did a crane kick Mm -hmm. um, where he was standing on one foot because his leg was was hurt hurt, or broken or something. Mm -hmm. And then he did a crane kick that his sensei had taught him. In this, he does a really fancy flip kick, Mm -hmm. a backflipping kick, which I don't think his... I imagine they used Mr. Han had taught him, but (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I don't know. I really want to know how much did Jaden do himself, but Mm -hmm. an awesome kick. Yeah. (laughs) And when that happened, the crowd that we were watching with with. erupted into applause. Yes. It was just, it was fun watching Mm -hmm. it with other people who enjoyed watching it so much. Mm -hmm. Just the entire audience loved it. And it is a great movie. I'm probably going to buy it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't buy very many movies. <laughs> yes, it was definitely a, a feel-good movie. It left you feeling good. There was It was clean. There wasn't really anything in it that I think would... I mean, other than a little bit of violence, which mm-hmm. is to be expected in this kind and of a movie. A little bit of minor foul language. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of neat that Mr. Han had actually told him, stop saying that. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, and then he continued to say it. It's like, oh yeah, right. I've got to change my language. Um, just overall, it was a fabulous movie. The the setting, the 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 actors were fabulous. I uh, it's been a long time since I've seen the original Karate Kid, but it, my impression of it was that it was extremely low budget. This one was top notch mm-hmm. all the way. And I think it was probably cross produced in China too, as as because when they did the credits, they were both in English and Chinese side by side. Yeah. So my guess is that they've probably released it in Chinese with English subtitles in China would be. Yeah, could be. But definitely a good movie. Uh, definitely receives our recommendations for it. Now, if you end up watching the movie either in the theater or maybe you're listening to this episode a while after. Mm-hmm. It's been out and it's on DVD and you happen to watch it or whatever. We would love to hear your feedback. You can send your feedback to us at areyoujustwatching.com. That's the email address. And you can send audio files, MP3s, waves, M4As, whatever you want. Voice memos from your iPhone or your Android phone or whatever phone you have. Or if you just have a regular phone, call in to 859-353-4332 or leave a comment on the show notes over at areyoujustwatching.com slash podcast slash IR9. And don't forget when you need to shop at amazon.com that you can use our affiliate link link from our website and um, just shop like normal. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but your savings in in amazon.com, you know, gives us a little bit too, which is really nice. Yeah, it's a nice little commission that we get. Mm -hmm. And that is at areyoujustwatching.com slash Amazon. And that redirects you to Amazon's store, so you can just do whatever shopping you need to. Or, as we usually do, we link to products on our website through our affiliate links. So, you'll either be able to get those products that we mention, mm-hmm. or just do your shopping through Amazon. And it helps support <laughs> us. Or you can give just an outright donation to us on our site, areyoujustwatching.com. You'll see the donate button is over on the right side, along with all of our subscribe buttons and contact mm-hmm. buttons and Facebook page mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. We really appreciate the support that you give us because it allows us to keep our equipment up to date and 
you know, buy the the stuff we need to sound good. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And we've got a busy summer coming up. We've got uh, next week at the time of this recording, we're saying next week, I'm going to see Pixar's latest movie, Toy Story 3. Mm-hmm. You're going to miss it. I'm going to miss it, but I'm, I'm going to go see, uh, I think it's a, maybe a week after that. Uh, or two weeks after that, I will be going to see Eclipse with some girlfriends, and I'm hoping to have one of those girlfriends join me in a podcast so we can do an initial reactions conversation regarding mm-hmm. that movie. And we'll have these things for you at areyoujustwatching.com, so make sure that you are subscribed. And tell some friends about the podcast, so that way we can get some more people on here, some mm-hmm. more people learning to think critically. And, of course, our regular full episodes contain a lot more critical thinking, not so much just initial reactions, but more critical thinking approach. That's why mm-hmm. every time we review a DVD, it's always two parts. Right. <laughs> so... You can follow us through those sites we've mentioned and such, but you can also follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. And I'm on twitter.com slash E Franklin. And you can keep up with us that way. Send us comments when you see things, send comments through the websites or whatever means possible. So be sure to tell us what you thought of Karate Kid or any other movies you've seen. Until next time, I'm Daniel Lewis. And I'm E Franklin. Thanks for listening. And don't just watch. Are You Just Watching is produced and sponsored by D. Joseph Design at djosephdesign.com. The opening vocal talent is thanks to Mariah. Our theme song is used courtesy of Answers in Genesis from their exciting Vacation Bible School curriculum, Operation Space, which you can find at AnswersVBS.com. Find more great clean podcasts like this one at cleancasts.com. <laughs>